Greetings one and all, and thank you for tuning in to Journey to the Stage and joining me as we walk a bit of road with legends and legends to be. The music and ministry of Petra was invaluable to me in my budding faith as a teenager, and my love and appreciation for the band and its members has only grown over time, so you can imagine what a thrill it was for me to sit down with multi-Grammy and multi-Dove Award winning Petra vocalist John Schlitt. This interview turned out to be like none that I've ever heard with John. While we cover some familiar terrain, I heard lots from John that was new. I hope you've listened to part one already. If you haven't, I recommend that as a good place to start because it really helps to set the table for the conversation that goes on in the second half of our conversation. Before we jump back into my chat with John Schlitt, I'd like to ask for a little bit of help. This podcast is completely self-financed and I do not have sponsors or donors. And what you can do to help in the absence of those things is to give this podcast a good rating or a kind review, share on your socials. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe and click to receive notifications. Those things really help the algorithm to start making it easier for others to find Journey to the Stage. I'm so grateful for all of those who have done so already. So thank you. So when we ended episode one, John had been tracked down with great effort by Petra founder and guitarist and principal songwriter Bob Hartman whom I'm hoping to have on as a guest in season three. And after touring with Head East, John found himself playing some of the same stadiums on the same stages and in the same green rooms as he did, but now as a Christian in a Christian band. We're going to pick it up by us chatting about Petra's new producers, John and Dino Alafonte, and how they helped John to shake the rust off of his voice from not having sung for five years. A very big thank you to John for being such a wonderful guest. Here is the second and final part of this up close and personal interview with Petra vocalist John Schlitt. So you join Petra, and you know it's interesting because I had, uh, as I mentioned, I had John Elefante on on my podcast last year, and and he, you know, obviously he and his brother Dina would produce many many albums for you guys, and he talked about those days when you first came out to California, and he said, yeah, you know, John was resting, he knew it, and he said we really beat him up to get his voice in shape and. And, you know, he, in his mind, he thought they were maybe almost a little too hard on you, but. Um, <laughs> that didn't stop him though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, my bud. He, uh, oh, he did beat me up. Oh, that first <laughs> album, uh, Back the Street. Oh, I thought every night when I went home, my throat was bleeding. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, I told him I needed that because I knew the quality of music that I, I was going to have to live with this for the rest of my life. Yeah. This record, every every CD I do, I've got to hear it for the rest of my life. And I want right. to make sure that it's top. So I said, John, don't let me slip. You make sure that I'm the best I can be and don't settle for a second. He said, I'm not going to. I said, good. And he didn't. And uh, I will say that, you know, after not singing for, for five years uh, and then going into a band like Petra and the music mm-hmm. that Bob was writing. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It was stratosphere stuff. <laughs> right. And right. I, I'm glad I had a high voice because uh, it it takes a voice to really be in shape uh, and have a, a, you know, 
first of all, it's got to be designed by God. Right. But then it's got to be in real good shape because uh, Bob liked to write high songs. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and John was a perfect producer for me because he uh, yeah. he actually was a, a head a head East fan. He and Dino from the oh really past. okay yeah so that helped yeah and, and, uh, and what a talent he is I mean he has also one of my favorite voices hey this is my um, interview amazing John can, hey John can talk about himself anyway so <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna leave that in just so Elefante hears that <laughs> I will I will tell you John and I will I tell it to everyone John truly is one of the best singers in America I his that. tone is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His range is ridiculous. His <laughs> controls, and and on top of that, which really makes him mad, he can play just about every instrument in the world Seriously. real good. And he so, can write incredible songs. He's yes, a, he such a great writer. Yeah, I totally agree. So you know, it, it is difficult for any any singer to come in and replace somebody else. Because, you know, you can swap out guitar players, bass players, drummers. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. The singer is, it's the voice of the band, obviously. Tell that to Dan, will you? <laughs> we'll definitely take note. Um, you know, but so for you to come in behind Greg, that must have been a little daunting. Greg's obviously a great singer himself, high range. Yeah, he's a world-class singer, he really yeah. is. And he was obviously not only the voice of Petra, but... He was the sound of Petra to a large degree. Obviously, you know, Bob's writing and his his style and everything played into that. But was that a little maybe intimidating for you? And not because you lacked the ability, but wow, people people love Greg Voles. Are they going to be open to hearing John Schlitt singing Judas Kiss or whatever? What was that like in your head uh, around that time? I, intimidation was never the word. No, I was just anxious to see where God was going to take us. Okay. Uh, I truly felt that this was uh, a plan of God. He mm-hmm. He had put us together in, a, in an unusual way. Greg left in an unusual way. It was my turn. You know, it was my turn to be part of Petra's ministry. Yeah. His, he was going to go do solo stuff. That's mm-hmm. cool. And somebody says, how does it feel to wear, you know, try to fit in? Greg's shoes. I said, I don't fit in Greg's shoes. Mm-hmm. I got my own shoes. <laughs> so I, it's not like I had come in as a novice. Right. I was an experienced front man, mm-hmm. which is what Petra needed. They had an experienced front man. They, that guy was replaced by an experienced front man mm-hmm. who was rusty, sure. but, had, but, but had that experience and was in the word heavy duty after five yeah. years of, of getting in the word as much as I had between the head, head east and Petra days, it was it was a combination that God knew was the only way that a front man for for Petra could exist. Yeah, I personally think that God was was conditioning back when I first joined Head East. Oh sure, well obviously He knew where you were going. Yeah, I learned all the skills I did in front of so many people in the secular world. Then He used it later in the Christian world. So, I, no. I was never worried about it. I was never, uh, I expected it. I mean, I expected the doubting Thomases. I expect uh, that, that I would have been surprised if he didn't, because right, I said, right. like you said, he was a major sound. I was a big fan of that sound. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, did I try to sound like it? The only thing I tried to do is make sure he heard, I hit all the notes he hit. Yeah. There are some in the stratosphere. <laughs> I didn't want to sound like him. I, he right. had his texture. I had mine. Sure. And I wanted to be more rock 
Yeah. He's more of a more of a popish rock singer. I'm a rock rock singer. I, I would agree with that. And and I think you really helped really change the trajectory of the band because well obviously, I mean, if you look at Beat the System compared to Back to the Street, the it's almost like they're from two different bands. Um mm-hmm. the the production is 180 degrees uh, with yep. an emphasis on keyboard. In fact, I, when I was talking with, with John Elefante, I'm like, I would have loved to hear, and this is not, no criticism of the pr- production or anything from anybody else, but to hear Beat the System produced by the Elefante brothers, I think would have been very, very interesting. Um, so anyway, that will... <laughs> what do you say? Because think about that. He said, you know, it's a great album. He, you know, he was he was being very, very kind about it, but... He, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, he didn't want to say too much because he didn't want to make seem to be critical of anyone else. But he said, no, that's a, it's a great album. And kind of left it at that. But in my mind, as a fan, I'm like, that would be kind of cool. You know what I did? I When Bob, when the guy sent me all the uh, LPs that he had up to that time, mm-hmm. I thought Beat the System was by far the coolest of all of them. And I, I said, Bob, man, I love the newest record, man. It's it, You guys are really cases. Well, don't love it because... We're never going to do that style again. I said, oh, really? He says, yeah, I, I don't ever want to play music like that again. I said, really? He says, yeah, we're going to go back to our roots. We're going to be a rock band. I said, well, I, that's okay with me. I'm I can help singer. with that. Yeah. I mean, you could. It, it, that'll be comfortable for me. Is that sure? Cool. And, but I didn't know who the producers were at the time. And uh, when I heard it was John and Dino, I'm going, okay, that makes sense. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And so uh, it was a great marriage. The the guys in the band, me, and then John and Dino, almost like the the sixth and seventh member of the band. Right. It right. really it really formed a new sound for Petra. Absolutely. That just that just oh, exploded. It just got back. The street was a beautiful record for the first time uh, of me coming back. And John and Dino working with the band. It was the first time for the three of us to work with Petra. But then, then came this means war, and that was that was basically saying we're ready now. That that record's gonna, and it did. It it stomped. So back to the streets, you know, obviously great album. In fact, my favorite Petra song, "Fool's Cold," is on that one. But when this means war came out, it's like, okay, this guy, he's the real deal. Is it? I think for any doubters that might have still been out there, like, okay, the writing was so good. It was the, just the theme of, of war and everything was just so so well done. Interestingly, I, I became a Christian. I was 14 or 15, and, and my friend Rod Brown gave me a Beat the System tape. Loved it. Started getting into the back catalog. Back to the Street was the first album I bought when it first came out. And then, you know, for me, it was just the change in direction, the, the change in sound, your voice, everything. To me, it, it was the the perfect combination. After This Means War, and I was looking at how prolific you guys were as a band, I don't know how you guys did this. You guys were making an album every single year, going out and touring, and then going right back into the studio. And it's interesting. I found that the tour archive dates on your on your website. Sometimes there were a couple months between tours, but sometimes it was only weeks. How in the world did you guys mm-hmm. keep that pace? We were busy. Yeah. We were yeah. younger. We were busy. Uh, and for a Christian band to be busy was uh, a gift from God anyway. So we never looked, I never looked at the fact that Petra was super busy as anything but a blessing. Mm-hmm. But we were busy in a very godly way. We would be on the, we'd be on the road for like 10 days, be home, be home for two weeks. Okay. Get on the road for two weeks, be home for, you know, 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, or vice versa. We go on the road for 10 days, we home. What, in other words, we made sure that the order was God, family, job. Okay. And uh, so when I, you know, in the head east, it was ban, 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 ban. That's what you get, you know. So it re- was always refreshing. We always felt like we were doing a, a godly order of things. And I'll tell you what, the guy that had to work so hard was Bob. Yeah, because he was the main writer. Right. So he he uh, now I had to do all the vo- all the all the demo vocals. So my voice was in shape. I mean, yeah. I don't think there was ever a day where I wasn't screaming my lungs out. For, <laughs> you know, for five years. So right, right. it was nice. It was cool. And like I said, Bob just kept writing amazing songs. So uh, I loved it. I loved recording. I loved uh, having new material. I loved, uh, oh my gosh, with This Means War and Fire on Fire okay. and yeah. Beyond Belief. Give me a break. Right. Those three, <laughs> those three albums. Huh. I could, I mean, it was like, as a singer, I'm going, Thank you, Jesus. I yeah. got song out. There's no, you know, just. And then when the Petra Praise record came out, that was just the next notch on this, this flight that we were taking. That was just amazing, and and God was using Bob in amazing ways. Uh, the band now with the, the Praise and Worship album was a sort of a, it was a culmination of of all of us going. This is a great idea. Uh, how would the industry look at it? And they all go, it can't be done. Right. So we finally did a Petra, the Petra Praise and Worship album, but Rock Cries Out was done as a signing bonus by the second label we talked to about it. Wow. And it's it's the second biggest selling record we've ever had, you know, so. I'm so curious about what that time was like, because that really was, it was unique. Really, no Christian rock band had done anything like that before. You know what that record was? That was a thank you record. Okay. That was a thank you to the churches for for not picking us anymore yeah. and believing in us and bringing their kids and us working hand in hand. And the one thing the church said when we went to California, we asked, what can we do to help you guys? Mm-hmm. And their comment was, well, we love taking our kids to your concerts on Saturday night and they're singing and praising God. But then they come on Sunday morning and they just sit there. And we'd say, well, what kind of music? Is your music any good? Well, not really. And so so right there. So we created the Petra Praise record was supposed to be a track that kids could sing to with sound books. And the record itself was just a demo of what it could sound like. Oh, wow. And what happened was was our package that we were going to send out sort of got shelved because everybody wanted the demo record, and so they repackaged it as a CD. And it and the record company couldn't press enough of them. Wow, that I didn't know that part of the story. That is really really yeah. interesting. And it was it was a bona fide. It was it surprised everybody yeah, except it's... us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so we can't talk about that album without talking about the cover because. <laughs> that, that shot of you guys, you're must be it must be Arizona, but it looks like you're up on top of a lava neck or something like that from an old volcano that had eroded away. You're very high up, the whole band standing on top of this thing. Mm-hmm. I would admit, well, obviously you were flown up there. Walk us through that because I'm a little afraid of heights. So talk to us about like that shooting day when you guys were up there taking those pictures. That was the dumbest shot we've ever done. <laughs> it was the mo- it was the most dangerous 
Yeah. But at the time, we didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. You had to, that, that butte, or whatever you want to call it, was on an angle a little bit. And the only way to get there was helicopter. But it wasn't big enough for a helicopter to land on it. So, and, and the helicopter wasn't big enough for all five of us to get on at the same time. So we had to do two shifts. And the helicopter would come down and put one skid on the butte. And we'd have to jump out and lay down. So the blade wouldn't chop her head off. And then they went, and I was in the first run. So when the helicopter came again, we had to lay down on the ground again. And they put one skid on it. The other other guys jumped out and laid down. Then they took off. And the photographer is duct taped into the helicopter, you know, sticking out over the skid. Oh, my. Duct taped to it, holding the camera. And they would fly around. We had a little walkie-talkie. And they say, okay, we're going to take a shot now. Do your pose. <laughs> and we would do a pose and, and sit there, stand there like that for, oh, shoot, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not sure. Helicopters right. flying all the place. We don't, we don't know what he's taking. So then you have to get us off. So we all have to lay down again, the helicopter, right. in reverse. And that night, the record exec, who was our manager, mm-hmm. our caretaker, he was new at the company. He was buying us a steak dinner because we, you know, we had done. He sat there at the table, and all of a sudden, he has this look on his face, and serious. He says, "You know what I just did? I just put our top client in mortal danger today." <laughs> and we're all looking at each other. And said, well, I'm glad you think of it now, and, but that was that was a cool record. Yeah, that was a cool cover. That was a. That just worked. I mean, that was a bless. It's the only record I think I've ever listened to and said it's anointed. Wow. From the start. Wow, yeah. Because normally it takes me like months to get over after doing the record, all the stuff I wish I'd done. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I could have done that a little better. Oh, I wish I'd done that. They let it slide, which they never do. Uh, and then after about three months, you forget all that and you listen to record as it is and go, dang, that's pretty good. Yeah. But on the, the praise and worship, it was like from the word go. It would finish. I'd listen to the whole thing. It'd finish. I got one to get more. One to get one. It's the only record I think I've ever had that done. I just, uh, I was very blessed to be part of it. That's really, that's incredible. I've always wondered because it, it is a beautiful cover. Um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of an interesting yeah. story. Well, better be. We risked our life on it. <laughs> that would be a very bad headline, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Christian Petra. Rock Group gets head cut off because of photos. Or Petra falls off the rock. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Break their necks falling off the rock. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I don't think we, worried, we didn't worry about that much. It was just the helicopter blades. I would have been mortified. I want to talk briefly about Beyond Belief. That's the first album that won you guys a Grammy, right? I think you guys had been nominated for four. And I think, was that your first Grammy win? Yes, that was the first record that went that got a Grammy. Yep, mm-hmm. that was a high point of Petra. That that album won more awards. It got more accolades than anything I've ever been part of. Wow! Yeah. Um, when the first two singles came out, there at one time was six different categories of top tens or top. You know, yeah. the, it's the first and only time a rock group, any group, any Christmas group, were, was number one on every chart. Wow. including Billboard. I listen to a ton of music from different styles and genres, eras. And I look at that album and I put it 
with a few albums that it seems like everything came together perfectly. The writing is just top notch. The Amen. the performance by the band, this really, I think, was uh, lineup wise, was a very, very stable period for you guys with Ronnie on bass. I mean, you, you guys had really, I think, gelled so well as a band. So the performance is incredible. The production, my goodness. To me, the production is just about perfect. It's not overproduced and it's not underproduced. It is just, it. they hit the sweet spot with John and Dino. I mean, it's just so good. You add mm -hmm. all of those things together and you come away with an album that a lot of fans see as the high watermark for Petra. That's a fan's perspective. Do you kind of see it that way? Yeah, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think, let's put it this way. That album is synonymous for Petra, which is, and Petra is synonymous for Christian rock. Mm -hmm. But Beyond Belief, if we don't do Beyond Belief, that song, at every show, people get mad. Yeah, right. And because it, it was, it was synonymous for Beyond Belief. It's, uh, it's Petra. And uh, I'm very, see, in my, in my musical career, I feel like I've had two classic songs. Mm -hmm. One is in the secular world and one is in the Christian world. Although in the Christian world, oh my gosh, I've been part of so many songs. Yeah. But, but to call it classic, mm -hmm. it means that it still gets airplay. Now, you know, it's funny, my secular song gets more airplay right now than my Christian song does. Yeah, interesting. And, but it, it just, yeah. but that's how it works, you right. know. It just, uh, yeah, I'm very proud of Beyond Blue, but I'm very proud of uh, like No Doubt. That mm -hmm. record was totally amazing. Yeah. Most underrated album we ever did. Mm -hmm. I think This Means War should have been a gold record. I do too. It's yeah. never been there. Uh, I think On Fire should have been a gold record and never made it. You know, there's a lot of records that I think really got lost in the shelf. I think I think Petra Price too should have been a gold record. Yeah. And, Jekyll and Hyde, I would argue for as well. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Jekyll and Hyde, if that, that was the... After we finished that record and after we realized how much the industry, not the people, but the industry, were not going to touch it, that's when we realized it was time to retire. Wow. Was that a hard moment? I would imagine I just, you know, putting myself in that position. You guys had made so many albums, had literally toured the world and spent years and years and years literally on the road, played hundreds and thousands of shows. And you get mm -hmm. to that point. And, you know, from talking with other artists, like when I had uh, Mark Gershmel on from Whiteheart, you know, you, sometimes you hit that point and think, yeah, maybe, maybe our run is done. What, was that really difficult for you guys? Was it a mix of emotions? What, what was that for you? After being so disappointed in the beginning of 2006, no, 2005, mm -hmm. and we worked our tail off on 2004 with it when the record came out, we played every place we possibly could to let people hear the new record, yeah. to see the band Petra as it was then. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we figured, okay, we're going to be at every festival. It's gonna, I think we finally, the momentum's back. We should be really busy next year and we'll be part of the part of what we're supposed to do. And when the first month of, of uh, 2005 came and not one festival, not one, per, there was nobody that was interested in Petra wow. for any reason. And by this time, I'm I'm really sort of hungry to start with my solo career again. I, I put it on hold, and I was very protective of Petra. I really I didn't like to see Petra's ministry ever get disrespected by anybody, yeah, including the industry. 
And so I was saying to my wife, even then, you know, Petra just needs to retire. We're just, we're done. We need to quit right now. Uh, and more for the fact that I didn't, I don't like how the industry was treating Petra. Yeah, and and right. I know that sounds weird, but, yeah, but it's just all. one of those things where I felt like I didn't want to see Petra go through that because I wasn't suffering. I mean, I was having, I didn't care if the crowds were 4,000 or 400. It didn't matter to me. I was doing what I was supposed to do. But I had other options. And after a while, it just one of those things where it was really time after what we went through and, and the results we saw. So I didn't call it. Bob did. Yeah. And he called me and said, well, John, we haven't got, we've got like two dates for the whole year right now. We can't feed our guys that way. It's time to retire. And I looked at my wife and I looked at him. I just said to him, you're right, Bob. Absolutely. You know, then you guys embark on the the farewell tour. And mm -hmm. that was a, a very, very unique tour. And you get to take the stage. It's you and Greg, you know, having both of you guys on stage, trading off, doing old Petra songs from the Bulls era, new Petra songs from the Schlitt era. What was that? What was that tour like for you? Well, the only time we did that was when we did the live CD. Oh, the live just, DVD. oh okay. So Greg, Greg was never part of that tour, oh, okay. uh, but he was part of the DVD. Gotcha. Because the record company, our management and the record company said, oh, this, this would be a great idea having both of you guys on stage uh, and we did a medley. We did, uh, you know, Greg did all the songs that he, mm -hmm. but then when we went did live, I, I did all the songs. And uh, it just wasn't financially a wise thing to have both of us at the same time. But that tour was a blessing because we were going to quit. We were just going to play those two dates yeah. that Bob was talking about and called quits there to say we're done. Then we thought about it, said, you know, people that have been major fans, if they realize this is the last time we're going to be on stage, they may want to come and see us. Yeah. And so it was probably one of the smartest moves we ever made. Played for smaller crowds, but they were big. You know, smaller crowds, but they are full. Right. And what happened, because it was small, what we did was after the show, we would go and sign autographs. And it got to the point where the autograph signing was longer than the show was. And we got a lot of great conversations with faithful folks that had been with us for a long time yeah. and had stories for them. And it just was cool. It was just a, a great way to end the pet, the Petra legacy. We honestly thought that was the last time we said it's a, it's the final tour. It's going to be the final tour. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, we did say if there's revival or benefit, they want Petra to play. If we're all available, maybe we'll do that. And, but then 50 years comes along, we're going, you know, so that's sort of all of a sudden we're playing again. And the last record, I think, came out, what, 20 years ago? So, yeah, it's, it's been a it's while. Unusual. Well, and, you know, Petra, because, you know, you and Bob teamed up. Um, then there was the whole, you know, back to the rock thing and the CPR. So there's always been some periodically some element of Petra would continue to come up. And, yeah, now with the 50th anniversary, which is incredible, you guys are going to be the CDs and the albums just came out with all the hand picked songs that, that Bob put together for that package. And you guys are going to be doing some dates. Is there any chance you guys might be coming to the West coast? You know what? All we can do is hope that there's promoters there that see the value in bringing us. Gotcha. If that's the case, we will be there in a heartbeat. We, 
we want to be all over the country or all over the world actually we're, yeah. we're more right now we're more outside the country than there's more interest outside the country than there is him gotcha. so and that's sort of how it's been for petron from 2000 to 2005 you know it was more interest in the outside the country than it was in so i would love to believe that we're going to do a lot of shows here in this country not only this year but we're going to do next year too because that was the 50th anniversary of the first record that came out. Gotcha. Wow. That's incredible. But, you know, I will say, and the reason I say is because I'm getting old, <laughs> if God allows, you know, so what can I say? Well, and John, you know what, what amazes me is how great your voice is still. I've listened to a lot of music, as I mentioned, and, you know, things change over time, but I'm I'm always amazed at how how great you still sound. God has blessed you with some longevity in those pipes you've got. So I, I, <laughs> you know what? I do absolutely give him all the credit for it because I never, it wasn't something I worked on. Yeah. God's yeah. given me a voice that he's chosen to still use. And I praise God for it. And, uh, and as long as he does, uh, I'll try my best to use it to the top, the top of its ability. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about your solo career. Cause you've got, what is it? Five or six solo albums out now, and six solo. You know what? I had wow. to count them myself. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but yeah, there's six of them. Yeah, and your your latest album, Go, is is really such a great album. When Thank you're you. doing solo work, what's the experience like? You know, doing something as John Schlitt as opposed to Petra. Do you feel maybe a, a sense that you can explore a little bit more, so you don't, you know, I don't have to worry about if something's a Petra song or not, or you know, if it has that a particular feel to it. You know, what, what is that difference like for you being able to do something as a solo artist? Uh, well, first of all, everything is my fault. <laughs> right, right. Everything's my fault. It's either, uh, it, if it's good, it's my fault. If it's bad, it's my fault. <laughs> so I, I carry a little bit more of that responsibility, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you what, I, I live here in Nashville and what that means is you have access to some amazing musicians, producers, writers, and the fact that I don't, I don't ever try to lean on the Petra camp. I call them, I call them camps, and there really are camps. There's Michael and Amy camps. There's Petra camps. There's, there's country camps, and I'm able to sort of form my own camp along with my son-in-law, who Dan Needham, who's one of the best drummers in the world, uh, and a great producer. And I, I used him a lot. Now this record, the newest one, I actually used three different producers. From my, I use John John Lowry as a producer. He's a keyboard player for Petra, a rate ridiculous producer. I use Dan again because we're very, very familiar. And then I used Mark Townsend, who's our guitar player for the Jay Secular Band. Oh, okay. And he has had major success as a producer. And what's exciting about that is we had a conference. We, you know, all four of us sat down and we said, okay, this is sort of the direction that we're heading. Uh, and they understood, they sort of understood that, mm -hmm. but no one heard anybody else's stuff. And it was done over a long period of time. It was done over a year because everybody was busy, including myself. So we had to sort of fit it in whenever we could. Right. And when it was all done, actually I had one song left and we, I heard the nine songs and everybody listened to them going, oh my gosh, this has a theme. This, this is a go theme. And I'm going... Yes. And so Mark and I write the last song, which is called Go. Yes. And it basically, it, it really is, uh, don't let the enemy try to convince you that it's 
better to hide in the church with the doors closed, mm. use the church as a boot camp to learn and go out and be the soldier you're supposed to be. Wow. Not a protective, uh, you know, a protective fort. Right, right. And that was really the whole theme of the song of the album is heading in that direction. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't necessarily something I planned as I dealt with these producer and we all had our we had different ways of writing. This is one, one album where I wrote, co-wrote every song, which I wow, think is the first awesome. time this ever happened. And I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. And, but each way was, was different. Each writing was different. Every song was different. And for it to all to homogenize into a total homogenized package theme. Yeah, it's very cohesive. It was mm-hmm. super cool. It was God. That is awesome. Well, let's listen to the title track. This is Go by John Schlitt from the album by the same name.
that really it's a powerful song, John, and I love that. You know, there Thank you. Th- that is a that is a great message, and I think you're right. Sometimes the church can become a little bit of a holy huddle, can become more of a museum than a training ground for for soldiers. I like the boot camp analogy for soldiers. You know, of course, you can never get away from that from that war theme that Petra so <laughs> so aptly <laughs> has has carried for many many years. Uh, that's a, that's a great message, and I think it's a needed one, Thanks. and more than ever. The church needs to get out of the church and in back to the street. I mean, can we just acknowledge that's, that's what we need to do? You know, oh, we just need to use Petra songs in everything we do because <laughs> it, it, there's a song for everything we want to say. It's so true. Or, or, you know, one of my stuff. I mean, my, I, uh, you know, God's too big. God's too big for us to ever understand his total vision. And for us to think that we know, forget it. It's that kind of, you know, there's just so many so many opportunities to do God's work, but we have to choose to do it. John, there are a lot of guys like me who discovered Petra in their in their teen years that were helped in so many ways spiritually. And I can say that Petra from really from very early on helped me form my theology because the lyrics were always biblical. The verses were always listed under the title. And that really helped me to understand who God is and what it, what it means to be a Christian. So I'm very thankful for you and for Bob and all the members of Petra. And you know, as a, as a kid who grew up, as I mentioned earlier, with an alcoholic dad and losing him when, when I was 11 or so, the challenges of having a stepdad in my home. And, you know, I struggled a lot in my teenage years. And so many times I would go in my bedroom and close my door and I would, I would put Petra music on. And so often it was, it was uh, fool's gold. That song um, has always meant a lot to me and particularly the bridge uh, has always brought me to tears. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I have a friend, as I mentioned before we started recording, I have a friend named Thor Lundberg who uh, was diagnosed with ALS, a huge Petra fan. I think Fool's Gold is actually his favorite song. I know he's listening to this physically. He's really struggling. And uh, as I mentioned, he's a huge Petra fan. just was wondering, as, as we wrap up our time, if you'd be willing to give my buddy Thor Lundberg uh, just a, a little bit of a shout out. Well, I'd love to say, Thor, I'm sorry that you're going through the battle you are. But as a Christian, praise God, we know there's always hope. God God can heal us in an instant if that's what he chooses. If it's not, he has a plan. And whatever that is, it actually, believe it or not, it's the best plan for you. I'm so glad that you've been able to enjoy and to use uh, the ministry of Petra and, and to listen to this character sing a little bit. Uh, but I, I also, I praise God for you. Just stand strong. Stick in there, buddy. God's got a plan. I, I and you don't have any idea what it is, but he's there for you. Amen. Thank you, John, for sharing that. And here's, here's my last question for you as we wrap up our time here. So my last question for you is, as we wrap up our time, even with that jet flying over, we're just going to leave this in here. If, if the John Schlitt of 2023 could uh, spend a few minutes with that John Schlitt who was, you know, going to meet Bob Hartman for the first time and maybe audition for the band. If you could have five minutes with that young John, what do you think you might share with him? Well, I'd say, this is going to surprise you, but uh, first, I, the first thing I'd say is don't do the No Doubt Tour. Cancel it before it gets started. <laughs> okay. And there's a reason for that. But I'd say get ready for a ride. Be as honest as you can. When you walk on stage, make sure, as always, that you've prayed to be a clean vessel, 
Let all the garbage that was happening during that day, let the blood of Christ shed it away and go on as a clean vessel, stay out of the way and do what you, God wants you to do for those hour and a half, two hours. That's beautiful. I appreciate you sharing that. And John, I, I can't thank you enough. I'm so grateful for the ministry and work of Petra in my own life. Uh, for a young, long-haired Christian trying to figure out how he fit in the church back in the 80s, it was difficult, but Petra made it so much easier for me. So I, I'm thankful for you and, and for your your impact, for Bob's impact, for the whole band, and how I've been impacted by the ministry of Petra. So thank you, brother. Ryan, my pleasure. And listen, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you've enjoyed my chat with John Schlitt, please share this with your with your friends, with the Petra fan in your life. Thank you all for listening. So keep your bags packed and join us on our next journey to the stage. And that's a wrap.